Welcome to Let's Talk About It, where we talk about the it's that no one wants to talk about. We are question-based and conversation-driven. Hi, my name is Olegia Nozier. Hi, my name is Paula Camacho. Thanks for hanging out with us two immigrants who have a whole lot to say and a whole lot to learn. We just want to say welcome to our podcast. This is a space for us to be somewhere where people's voices are able to be shared. It's a space where people who have been pushed aside or shut down are going to be able to find that ability to use them again. We want to talk about all the it's, whatever they may be, whether that's mental health, whether that's youth empowerment, relationships, unspoken social pressures, heck, even what you ate for breakfast this morning. That's right. In our experience, we have noticed how just many things gone under the radar and aren't talked about. But also how many times knowing that somebody else is going through helps you to be able to, you know, talk about it and feel like some sort of connection and feel like you're not the only one, like you're not the only one experiencing something. Totally. You know, Paula, there's been so many times when you and I have been going through similar things or dealing with certain thoughts that neither of us had any idea that we were both going through. But then one of us would mention something and we'd realize, oh my goodness, we're actually going through similar experiences. And then we have a conversation about it. Um, and another friend or family member or whoever says that they're going through something or have been thinking about similar things too. And Anyways, there's so many more threads that hold us together than we realize. And so we really want this space to be a place for us to learn how to sit with our differences and similarities. That being said, <laughs> there may be days or thoughts um, or topics that might be controversial and we may not necessarily have consensus, but we want to be committed to maintaining a space that's respectful and loving and open. And, you know, Paula, I might not agree with you and you might not agree with a guest speaker, um, but the point is that we want to be able to hold our points of view respectfully. I totally agree. Um, secondly, and equally as important, we really want this space to be created together. Olegio and I, we will not be the only ones to host this. Yes, we may be the ones talking, but we want you guys to have a voice, an opinion, and to share your ideas. And so we want your feedback. We will place info on how to contact us in the podcast description on Instagram, etc. Yeah, this whole entire project was kind of <laughs> birthed after a Sunday afternoon conversation during quarantine. And I think. That's just a testament to the fact that, you know, in times when we may feel pressured or where the world might be in chaos, there's the ability to connect with one another and allow those conversations to, you know, to bring something new. So for ourselves, uh, while this might have been through quarantine, I think it actually started a lot earlier than that, right, Paula? I mean, it probably did. Um, if we really go back into, look back into the many weekends we spent in our second year, because, oh, yeah. We were roommates, guys. <laughs> uh, we used to have this thing that we call, what do we call it? Midnight talks? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they were not at midnight. They were like three in the morning. <laughs> but yeah. And in a pitch black room, each on their own bed, we would just talk about so many things. I would be like, but why? But how? And, like, and so I think that's, that's truly where it kind of began. Yeah, we really just had a heart for some of the stories of the people around us, you know, walking everyday people. 
I think sometimes our society says, you know, if you're not famous, then why should we care? And that's not to say that we shouldn't care about famous people. They are people after all. And I have a feeling we'll be talking about that in another um, episode. But I've personally been impacted by the stories of everyday people and I've seen the power of being able to take the time to hear them, you know, to be curious, to get outside myself for just a few moments. And for me, that's what I would love to spend time doing together here. Um, honestly, as I sat down to think about why I wanted to be part of a podcast or what I had that I could contribute to a podcast, um, I kind of couldn't help but laugh at myself because I don't know about you, but the many things of the many things that I envisioned myself doing, being part of a podcast was never, ever <laughs> one of them. Like, guys, I consider myself an introvert, but yet here I am. And I think that alone gives you sort of a perspective as to why I'm here today. Because like a lady say, hearing the, the similar struggles that other people go through kind of spark a desire in me to allow others not to only hear what I have to say, but also to show them that they are not alone. And yeah, that desire was bigger <laughs> than my fear of speaking to an audience. And I'm so glad you did it. <laughs> um, so this episode will be just a little bit of an introduction to who we are, because with the beginning of each story, you have to get to know the characters. And if there's no one in the stories we hear about, it's pretty hard for the movement in the story to matter. So all of that to say that you'll get to know us, and we hope that as this journey continues, we'll also get to know you. So Paula, we are going to move into some Q&A. We have some random questions with us, and each of us are just going to take some time to ask each other these questions, and you guys will get to hear a little bit more about us. And So I will go first. I will ask you a question, Paula. Um, I guess my question is, where are you from? We'll start easy. Thank you for starting me easy. Um, where I'm from? I was told, not just kidding. I am from Colombia, 100% born and raised in Colombia. Moved to Canada about nine years ago. But we will get into that later on. Now I'll let you tell the audience where you are from. That question always actually makes me a little bit confused because I am from a lot of places, I would say. So first of all, I am Nigerian. So my family's Nigerian. I come from Nigeria. I am Igbo. But I was born in South Africa. So if you're going by places you were born, technically you could say that South Africa has a piece in that story. And I am also Canadian. So I'm from Canada and Nigeria and born in South Africa. So I'm from a lot of places. <laughs> Good. Um, okay. I got one for you. What makes your heart happy or hurt? Oh, that's such a that's such a deep question. Um, what makes my heart happy? I think I'll go with that one first. My heart is happy when I see people who feel like they matter, who know that what they do in this life is recognized by other people. Um, I think there's a lot of loneliness and isolation. And so I just, I just get a kick out of, out of the beauty of seeing people connect with each other. 
So I guess on the flip side, what makes my heart hurt is probably the opposite of that. Um, I am very passionate about social justice and systems, making systems work for the people they're supposed to work for. So I think my heart hurts when I see certain societal systems, whether that be in healthcare or education um, or even sports, anything really where the system is set up to hold a group of people down. Um, Those are probably the first things that come to mind when I think about that. Hmm. What about you? Um, I don't know. Like I was thinking as you were speaking and I will say one, the one thing that makes me happy is family, but not just family as like brothers and sister and that's it. It's just the essence. And I, I think it just comes from the fact that we're such a very close family, like my family. And like what affects one affects the other. And like we lean in one another and what makes one of us happy then will make everybody happy. So for me to see that there is people who go through life when they don't have somebody to rely on, at least one person to just go on to tell them about their struggles or the things that they're celebrating. It really hurts me because it's like, I feel so blessed to have the family I have. So it's like, why can't everybody have a piece of that? So I think it's kind of like you say, just seeing that people have somebody and they're cared for and they know that they matter. Um, As to what hurts me, I think I essentially answered that too. It's just seeing people who like, don't have who they think they don't matter because they don't have anybody that cares enough for them or because society has told told them that or things like that like like it's really it's really painful to see you know yeah yeah that's like a very big umbrella type question so i think it kind of brings out also a sort of umbrella type answer but at the base of it, it is very personal. Like it's very specific in that sense. So I'm right there with you. Okay, I'm gonna ask another question. Um, here we go. Was the chicken before the egg or the egg before the chicken? Oh, here we go with the hard ones. <laughs> Oops, was the chicken before the you know what? I think it had to be the chicken before the egg. Why? Do I have to explain myself? Yes. <laughs> you know, we will go in circles on this question. Because I'm going to say, because without a chicken, there was no egg. But then without the egg, there was no chicken. So, like, it's a 50-50. Yes, that's, that's true. I would say, I want to say that it was the chicken. Because I just in my head and okay if any of you guys listening are science people i have to apologize right now because this will probably make zero sense but in my head apart from all the science stuff it makes more sense to me that over the over time and evolution you would evolve a chicken before you would evolve an egg so the chicken now gives birth to the egg again i totally agree with you sorry no that's good again i think that's (laughs) that's how it works in my head again apologizing to our science community that literally may make zero sense 
but that's how I think. We are part off, by the way. Right, yeah, both of us. <laughs> Paula has a degree in biology, and I have a degree in psych with a minor in bio. So we are technically also a part of that community. <laughs> yep. But even if, yeah, like evolution, like uh, technically it evolves to meet the needs of the animal, right? Mm -hmm. And if, like, I think you need to have a cheat. Am I gonna go deep with the whole creation part? Because I think, <laughs> I think God had to create a chicken, and then there has to had to be a way to reproduce offsprings, which is when the eggs come into place, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't think God just created a egg and is like, oh, let's go from here. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's fair, but. No, that's fair. I think, okay, so for those of you listening, you're probably like, evolution, God, who are these people? <laughs> um, so I just want to take a moment and say, uh, yes, I will speak for myself. And Paula, you can definitely hop in here if you have anything to say. But yeah, I believe in evolution and in God. I think they both go together beautifully. I um, personally, I'm a Christian and I also love science. And I think God is a God of of order and he's a god of systems as well so it's a hundred percent possible for the two in my in my understanding to coexist i think god could have set anything in motion and allowed the world to evolve and unfold in the way that he wants it to be now i'm not to say how the world itself specifically was uh created because i wasn't there and i also don't think that i necessarily need to know all of that personally um but yeah that's just a little caveat evolution creation they go together for me um and they will probably form a lot of my perspectives on this podcast i think i'm with you on that one i think science and god have been separated many times like we see them as two different things but i i do i do believe like you say god could have perfectly created the universe and the animals and all of this and they evolve and like I said to meet the needs of uh, passing on the offsprings and all the science terms that I'm not going to get myself into today <laughs> um, but yeah we will be talking about this at some point on a later podcast um, I have a question for you later you now go for it what <laughs> What was your favorite toy growing up? My favorite toy? Um, okay, I have one. I don't, it's hard for me to pick a favorite because I was that kid who had like six million stuffed animals at the end of my bed and they all had names and they all, yeah, they were all just like very precious to me. So like I have a hard time picking favorites even with that. But I had this one phone. It was like a one of those. They were called back in the day. They were called PD PD. No idea. PD personal something assistance. PDA P. No, that's. I don't know. I I'm so sorry. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> um, but it was like this phone, and it was plastic. And back then, everybody had their you know, their personal cell phone type things. It was like flip phones and all that stuff at the time. But there were some that you could write on. You had like a stylus. My dad had one. The name is totally escaping me right now. 
but I used to have a plastic one and my one of my childhood best friends <laughs> she and I would pretend to be like using phones and so she actually got a real one a pink sparkly like flip phone but it was like the ones with the QWERTY keyboard and one day she was with me and we were on our way uh, sorry we were at piano practice <laughs> and we we're walking back and forth. There was like one person sitting in a chair and we were walking back and forth and pretending to be on the phone, like planning a party. We were like 12. So obviously we're not planning any parties, but it was just like such a fun toy. Like it made me feel like I had, she had a real phone, but I had a plastic one and it just made me feel like I was part of the crowd, you know? So I took a lot of care of it. I don't know where it is these days. So I don't know what that says about me, but it was definitely one of my favorite toys. You know what's kind of wild? That the back in your, like, okay, I'm not saying you're old, <laughs> but like her generation is different from what this generation is and how kids these days have a phone at the age of 10. So that's what like I was thinking as you were speaking, like you're like, oh yeah, I didn't have a phone. It was just a plastic one. I'm like, there are kids who at that age have a real phone now. And that's crazy. It is wild because... Yeah, you kind of look at these toys, these things that were toys that are now not toys for people. And obviously, times change. I have nothing against kids who have phones right now. I think that we all need boundaries, for sure, to be able to know how to use them appropriately. But yeah, it's just funny to me to think that it was so precious, this plastic, like, <laughs> plastic looking phone. Um, yeah, and now it's just kind of commonplace. Yeah, I know there's topics to get on later on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, for me, I don't think I had a favorite toy either. Okay, like I have these two Barbies that I even have now. But what happened was like growing up, I always had Barbies. But my one cousin, she would take their heads off and cut their hair, hair away <laughs> and make them bowl. <laughs> so my mom had these two Barbies that she did not let my cousin touch at all. <laughs> um, and my mom, like, at some point, I obviously started uh, stopped playing with them. And my mom was like, I will keep them so that one day your daughters could have them, which I think is super cute. So that, I guess that those two Barbies could be the one toy. But also, I I was pretty much of the person, like one girl who will play soccer and stuff like that. Which is <laughs> not very ladylike, according to my mother. Um so I don't know. I think a soccer ball was also like my thing <laughs> back in those days. Um, but yeah, that's that's. Me. I have so many questions. First of all, you had a cousin who used to cut <laughs> cut Barbie head off. Heads she off. did. Just kind of wild. <laughs> that's so funny and also kind of scary um, for a kid. I think not for her, but like for the kid whose whose Barbies they are. So I guess for your Barbies. I love that your mom would kept them precious for you would set them aside that's awesome and then um the soccer ball yeah there's nothing wrong with loving soccer i loved soccer as a kid i say let all the kids play yeah i don't know because i grew up in colombia and soccer is big there but <laughs> i just like playing soccer and watching soccer so much and so like my mom didn't really appreciate that that much like she would be like okay you can watch it but you cannot play it like that and i tried to play it at school <laughs> sometimes but she just she wasn't about that life 
I just and I yes I liked it, but also <laughs> Loki liked the fact that it will go against what she wanted. <laughs> so that kind of I was like, yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> Rebellious spirits. Yep. <laughs> oh, I can't. That's so good. All right, let's let's go on to another question. Ooh, cats or dogs? You know, that's an easy question for me. Yeah. Easier than where I'm from. <laughs> I was going to say cats. Oh, no. <laughs> I would have I fact-checked you right there. I'd be like, mm. If Lucas hear me. <laughs> yeah, he would be sad. He'd feel betrayed. Yeah. Lucas is my dog, by the way. Um, 100% dogs. Our dear friend Carmen may disagree with me, but cats won't do it for me that's fair i you know if you would have asked me this question personally uh a year ago i guess more than a year ago now i would have said dogs 100,000 percent dogs but i was in new york uh, last year for school shout out to columbia and my narrative medicine friends um and my roommate also shout out to her um she has a cat and her cat is so precious sweet 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 boo and she was just she just she warms my heart and she was just so sweet and gentle and quiet and so I think like once I was finally exposed to actually having to live with a cat it changed my perspective on them um I will say that her cat definitely has a special place in my heart above all other cats anywhere but i can now also love cats so but i still think i would say that i prefer i prefer dogs the thing is for like okay i never had a cat so i guess i don't have facts but they just seem like like they're not they're unpredictable like a dog you know they would just lie around a cat, I just feel like at some point they're going to attack you out of nowhere. <laughs> and cat lovers everywhere went, <gasps> take that back. <laughs> let me let me stand in place of the cat lover because I do have a cat that I love. Um, not me. She's not my cat. Like I said, she's my roommate's cat. Um, but I think that's just because their demeanor is different, you know? Like, a dog puts everything out there. You can tell what kind of dog a dog is the moment you see it, right? If it's, like, standoffish and it doesn't like people, you can see that. If it's, like, a really, really friendly dog, it'll come up and it'll sniff you all over. But for cats, I think they, because they're very, like, self-sufficient in a way, they kind of look at you from a distance. They don't really need your love necessarily. They're like good, but they'll welcome it if they if you decide that you want to give it. So I can totally understand the idea of like cats feel unpredictable, but I just think that it's because they they don't show you all their cards at once. You kind of have to get to know the cat over time before you can you can make a judgment about the about that. And you know what? Actually, now that I think about it. I think like that's actually such a good way to think about people <laughs> because if you think about it, like there are so many different types of people, right? Like some people on the surface, you're like, oh, like they, they, you can, they show you themselves pretty easily. They lay everything out on the, 
what is it? What's the saying? Lay all the decks out, lay everything on the table. I don't know. Um, but they lay everything out and you can be like, okay, this is the type of person that is. But there's other people that you have to like watch from that you watch from afar, or like like to watch you from afar. I'm one of those people. I'm definitely anytime I go into like a public setting, I will watch the dynamics and see how everything goes before I insert myself. But I think at the end of the day, we have to be careful because we can't necessarily really judge a person. I mean, we do judge people on first impressions, but we need to be careful because eventually and inevitably over time, everybody will unfold more pieces or different pieces of themselves. So be like a be like a mixture of a cat and dog. Anyways, that's that on that. Um, Paula, do you have another question for us to answer? I have kind of a few questions for you. Oh, okay. I know. I thought thought about them this week. Okay, one of them. What would be a piece of advice that you would give to your 10-year-old self? Aww. (laughs) This is such a precious question. A piece of advice I would give to my 10-year-old self. I would probably tell her... To take it easy. I was kind of a, as a kid, I put a lot of pressure on myself. And I think also society put a lot of pressure on me because of my culture, you know, as the first, I'm the first grandchild on my mother's side. Um, And so as the first daughter and the first grandchild, I had a lot of, I felt like I had a lot of responsibility. I felt like I needed to carry the world on my shoulders to be a good example for my brothers and my cousins and to be a good example in school. And I think I would tell her to just pause um, that life is serious, but it's not that serious, especially for a 10 year old. And that things do work out in the end. Um, As a person, even currently now, I love to plan things and I love to have everything all kind of set up. But if 2020 has taught us anything at all, it's that our lives are completely and utterly unpredictable. And so, yeah, I think I would tell her to to enjoy the moment, um, to pause, to not take herself so seriously that things would, in fact, be all right in the end. That's beautiful. And the funny thing is when I thought of like, I want to ask this question. I also thought, of, well, what will you say? And I could not find an answer. And one of them was like, to take it a little bit easier. Because <laughs> again, just like Olegio, I am the oldest child too. And I think we have had multiple conversations where we go to the fact that like being an older child, not that they put pressure, but they kind of do. But also we put that pressure in ourselves of being a good example, like leading by example through brothers and stuff like that. So like growing up, I also was all about school and all of this. So yeah, just 10-year-old Paula, take it a little bit easier. Because, and that's the thing, you don't know what, what's going to happen at the end yet, but it will be fine. It will be just fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have another one question before we go okay go for it so we are recording today but this will be out on the new year right yep so in the light of a new year what are some of the things that you will recommend our listeners like a hobby or a restaurant or something that you will say try that on this new year 
or even a self-care routine. I don't know. Mm. So what is what you're asking? What is something that I would recommend for people to do as we go into this new year? Yep. Ooh, great question. Um, hard to answer on the spot, <laughs> but I guess that's that. Those are sometimes the ways that we bring out the things that are important to us. So I think I would say that as we go into this new year, um, people, I think people should take the time to be intentional. That's the word that comes to mind because this past year has been one that has been really, really hard for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And some people might be going into the new year without loved ones that they entered this year with. And that's gut-wrenchingly difficult. I think people have gone through certain perspective shifts that they gained over the year that they didn't necessarily have at the beginning. And so I think going into the new year, we need to be intentional with what we do with it. And I guess I can even just speak for myself in I would like to be intentional to make sure that the pain and the difficulty that my family and myself have experienced this past 2020 isn't just pain that's, you know, kind of nebulous and unpurposed. And I think I'm going to quote this. I don't know if I'm going to quote this right, but I listened to Pastor Michael Todd from Transformation Church in Tulsa. Whoop, whoop. Um, his sermons are really, really beautiful. And I think he shout out. Yeah, shout out. I think one of the things he said is um, there's nothing worse than I think, oh, man, this might be way off, but it's something along the lines of there's nothing worse than pain that is pointless. And I just want going into the new year, I want the pain that I felt that others have felt to be purposed to if it can help another person to let them know that they're not alone in what they're going through if it can you know be used on my part as something that fuels my drive to continue to try to achieve good in a world that feels so broken if it can be used at the end to bring out some sort of beauty i want to be intentional about that that's that's a beautiful answer and i had the the question a few days ago and I told you, I want your answer on the spot. So I'm not telling you the question. And this is exactly why. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's a big question mm-hmm. um, for myself, 2021. I think, okay, obviously we have to plan things. But as we all have learned on 2020, planning is not all that life is about. Like you sometimes have to get off the plan. And go with, not with the flow necessarily, but you know what? What I mean, like, for myself, for example, I had the perfect, in my mind, plan for 2020. This is, I was going to graduate in May. Then I was going to do an internship. Then I was going to travel to Colombia. Then, you know, life was going to be great. Yes, summer. Like, everything was going to be fine. And then a pandemic that nobody saw coming happened. And that changed everything. And it was hard to accept the fact that there was not going to be a graduation or a trip or an internship or any of that. 
but I have come to terms with the fact that sometimes life just doesn't work the way you expected. And sometimes it's okay to just let go of the plan and open new eyes and ears to new opportunities, you know? So for 2021, I'll say to our listeners to just, you know, you can have a plan. That's true. Like we, at some point we should have a plan, <laughs> but don't, don't be so rigid about it. Just be a little bit flexible with it. Totally. That's so beautiful. I actually think that our answers kind of complement each other really beautifully, which I think is kind of funny because, yeah, you did tell me, you're like, oh, I have a question for you. And I really, really wanted to know because I'm a planner. And you were like, no, I want you to just answer it on the spot. So those are really excellent questions. And I think it's a great note for us to end out on. So I guess before we go, we would just like to say thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in, for listening, for hearing a little bit about who we are and what's on our hearts. We are really excited to begin this journey with all of you, and we hope that along the way, we can both learn from each other. That's right. Thank you for listening. You will be by now done with the first podcast that we ever recorded. Yeah. So thank you for making it to the end. <laughs> I'm not giving up halfway through it. Totally. We'll put links to our social media, to our email, um, to other ways that you'll be able to reach us. And yeah, we would love to hear from you. So with that, this is Oledra Nozier. This is Paula Camacho. And we're signing out for Let's Talk About It, whatever it is. If you would like to stay in contact with us, you can visit our website at www let's talk about it pod.com or send us a quick email at host at let's talk about it pod.com we're also on all social platforms on facebook and instagram at the let's talk about it pod and on twitter at the capital l t a lowercase i t pod we'll talk to you soon bye for now <laughs>